as it were. But ultimately, I just couldn't follow the man's rules. Do this, don't do that. Look, I get you've got your protocol, but I've got to be free to fly by the seat of my pants. And if I need a drink or three to settle my nerves during landing, who's to say I'm wrong? Yeah, that's good. Anyway, have a nice flight. Welcome to Piloting the Pilots, a podcast where two ambivalent TV viewers watch television pilots and let you know which shows soar to the highest heights of the small screen or crash and burn. My name is Aaron. With me, as always, is my lover, Cameron. Uh (laughs) How are you doing today? I am energized. Oh. Right? No. Right? No. No. (laughs) No, that was was horrible. That was terrible. That was terrible. This week, yes, we are starting Space Month. Space Month. And we are starting it with a Star Trek series that I have never seen. Uh, me either. <laughs> and we are watching Deep Space Nine. Yes. I've heard good things about Deep Space Nine. Okay. So I've heard nothing. <laughs> I've been very curious about it. Just recently, CBS was doing a Twitter thing. Mm. If you... Tweeted out using a certain hashtag. They were donating a certain amount to, I don't remember the charitable organization, but I think it was like a Black Lives Matter deal. Comedian Paul Shear had tweeted out something. Mm -hmm. He was trying to get people engaged in the tweet out, and he was asking people to give their most controversial Star Trek opinion Mm -hmm. or view of Star Trek, and his was the last two seasons of Deep Space Nine are the best Star Trek ever. How's that controversial? I guess because maybe people just don't... I think (laughs) the last, especially like the last few episodes, Uh from what I understand, of Deep Space Nine gets really weird. Ah, ooh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it has something to do with gods and demons. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's why it's controversial. Well, according to this pilot, we start out with prophets and religion, so... Right. I don't see why it wouldn't end with that. Well, and that's what I thought when I saw that. I'm like, well, they're kind of setting a kind of almost a religious... More like a spiritual side. Spiritual side to this than Mm -hmm. like maybe a scientific side. Right. So, yeah, it actually almost... It makes sense to kind of go in that direction. How it gets there, I don't know. But anyway... (laughs) Should we get yeah. Mr. DB in here? Yeah, fine. Mr. Cooper? <laughs> Not even talking to you today. <laughs> then why are you looking at me while you're talking to me? Because I'm undressing you through my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> All right, so the show synopsis is, In the vicinity of the liberated planet of Bajor, the Federation space station Deep Space Nine guards the opening of a stable wormhole to the far side of the galaxy. Oh, that's what they're doing. Guarding a wormhole. Well, I don't... It, I thought they were just guarding Bajor. Well, and we should clarify. that, And that's a... That's the show synopsis. Oh, okay. So that okay. might not have happened yet. Okay. And we are only watching part one of the two-part pilot. Yeah. So we yeah. only watched the first part. So, you know, deal with it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the episode synopsis is... Emissary. Part one. Part one. When the troubled Commander Sisko takes command of a surrendered space station, 
he learns that it borders a unique stable wormhole. He must learn that in part, part two. Part two. I guess that happens <laughs> in part two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Deep Space Nine stars a ton of people. Yeah. It stars Avery Brooks as Captain. Is it captain? He's not he commander. No, he's a commander. Maybe he becomes a maybe captain later. Get, yeah. yeah. Maybe he gets a promotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ca- captain Benjamin Sisko. He was in American History X, Roots, The Gift. And honestly, he hasn't done really anything since a voiceover in 2006, hmm. which is kind of surprising for me. Yeah. I guess, I think Star Trek actors are a lot like Bond girls, though, yeah. in the sense that they don't really end up having, like, a huge career right. afterwards. Unless you become Dr. Quinn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you, there's like that's the exception to the rule, right. kind of. Then we have Rene Aboujane. I was trying so hard to say this right. Aboujane. Jane? Aboujane? Aboujane. I'm going to go with that. Okay. Final answer. Okay. Uh, he plays Odo. I, I, I had it in my head this whole time. I'm like, I got it. I got it. I got it. And then uh, it's okay, honey. Failed. It's okay. He was in the movie MASH, hmm. and he's pretty much done voice work in every single cartoon ever made since 1980. Cool. And he tragically actually just died, I think, two years ago. Oh. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. We have Sirach Lofton, hmm. who plays Jake Sisko. He cool. was recently in Days of Our Lives and a show called The Seventh Rule. Days of Our Lives is still on? What is that, on its 50th season? I know. I so badly wanted for us to do some soap operas like right. that, like long-running ones. Yeah. But you can't even get to, like, the first episodes no. at this point. No, maybe we should just... Pick a random year from a hat, like 76 or something. Okay, like the oldest episode we can possibly yeah. get and then do it. That might be fun to do like right? a soap opera, do that. And then just like jump in midway and be like, what is happening we got here? Days of Our Lives, Young and the Restless. Yeah. That would be kind of fun. Wasn't there a soap opera that then turned paranormal? Suddenly they introduced mm-hmm. werewolves? No, that was Dark Shadows. No, no. Was it? Yeah. No, no. There was another one we... that was a legit soap opera. Okay. Like Days of Our Lives. Uh-huh. But then they started introducing werewolves. Cool. But, oh, I, I can't remember that. which one that was. Lo- I would love that. Right. If just like like CSI Miami. Suddenly <laughs> <laughs> had a werewolf. Suddenly <laughs> had werewolves. That's basically what they did. That would be awesome. Yeah. Now, I know Dark Shadows started off as just a kind of like a gothic okay. like sort of soap opera. Mm-hmm. And then a few seasons in, they said, oh, and by the way, this main character is a vampire. <laughs> and that's great. It was something like that. I'm gonna and I'm gonna just say right now I'm not good with names, so I'm gonna butcher these people's names. And if I do, I apologize. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't know. <laughs> so we got Alexander Siddig mm-hmm. as Doctor Bashir. He was recently on Gotham mm-hmm. and Game of Thrones. Okay. You got your good friend Colm Meany <sighs> as Chief Miles O'Brien. I do want to point out when <laughs> O'Brien showed up, you literally went. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and that is only because we recently, after we watched Picard, we watched the entirety yeah. of Star Trek The Next Generation, and we were not fans no, of No, we were O'Brien. not fans of O'Brien. <laughs> he was in, like I just said, he was in Star Trek The Next Generation, and he was in Con Air. Ugh. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> we got Nana Visitor as Major Kira, the most common sci-fi name ever. Kira. To the point that I just wrote a screenplay that was sci-fi and I had to change her name because I was like <laughs> every sci-fi woman's name is Kira and it's, it's ridiculous. It's always Kira. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, to my credit, I always, I never really liked the name to begin with, but it's like Kira's in Solo, Kira's mm-hmm. in this, Kira, like just keeping an eye out, Kira. And I believe the reason for that is mm-hmm. when I was 
naming her. Mm-hmm. I was looking up names and like what they mean. I think it means like princess or something like that. Yeah, so probably. there's like a reason why you choose that name over and over again, but it's just ends up. And being... you can spell it with a Q. Yep. Q apostrophe. Q apostrophe. You want to be like solo. Yeah. Which is an underrated movie <laughs> directed by Richie Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> of which I have the doll for now. You do Thank have you. the doll. Yeah. He's going to hang out with uh, Mr. BTS over there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she was in the Friday the 13th reboot. Okay. And in that Talking Teddy Bear movie Ugh. with Seth MacFarlane, Ted 2. I've, I've not even the first one. It's the second Not one. interesting. We got Armin <laughs> Farrell, who plays Quark. He was in Bioshock Infinite. Oh, nice. Mass Effects 2 and 3. Nice. And Jade Empire. I love Jade Empire. Remaster that and I will buy it. Oh, my gosh. Jade Empire is like one of the best video one games One of ever. the best. I love Sky. And I don't even think you can get that game anymore. No, like it's, a... it's not around anymore. It's not even on old school Amazon games. Yeah. It's not even there. Like KOTOR is. Yeah, exactly. But Jade Empire isn't. Yeah, Jade Empire is great. Yeah. If you can get your hands on it, get it. Then we had Terry Farrell. Wait, is that yeah. two Farrells in a row? I guess so. Huh. Hmm. Unless I wrote something wrong here. Was <laughs> a Lieutenant Commander J- Jadzius Dax. She was in Back to School. I guess the one with Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> and Hellraiser 3. Okay. And then not featured in this episode is Michael Dorn. Eventually, eventually as, he becomes Deep Space Nine. Yeah, Lieutenant Commander Worf, okay. and he was uh, obviously in Next Generation, and he was also in Ted Two, which was oh, weird. Weird. Yeah, he after Next Generation went off the air, he still did the movies, mm-hmm. but I guess continued his Star Trek association ah, by being. Why not? Person. Why not? I mean, mm-hmm. if people wanted it, and he's not sick of the character, right? You know, why not? Why not do it? I mean, I just don't like Klingons because I'm specious. You are insanely specious. I am insanely specious against Star Trek species. Ferengi? Ferengis, I hate them. Can't stand them. <laughs> Cardassians, can't stand them. What about uh, the Bajor? I like the Bajor. Ugh, they're okay. They're tolerable. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> really learning a lot about you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Deep Space Nine was released January 3rd, 1993. Mm hmm. The number one song in America was I Will Always Love You by Ooh, Whitney Houston. We should watch The Bodyguard. The number one movie in America at the time was Aladdin. Oh, which the I Disney f- one? Yeah, yeah, the Disney okay. Aladdin. At first I thought that's a weird time to release that, but no, that's actually the perfect time. They try to like uh, take these big budget movies like uh, Star Wars now. Mm-hmm. They always release them around Christmas because things are closed for a long time oh, and they can okay. get more revenue. Okay. It gives it more legs, so it makes sense. So Aladdin came out like probably around the Christmas oh, okay. time that year. Let's get into DS9. Okay. So, first of all, what were your predictions for Deep Space Nine? Okay. I actually have some expectations. Okay. It's going to be lamer than The Next Generation with lots of references to The Next Generation. Generation. And the pilot episode will be just as awful as TNG's pilot. But ultimately, the show will be more fun than TNG. Wow. That's a very optimistic outlook. Yes. I said, I think it's going to be a lot like Star Trek The Next Generation, <laughs> with all the same philosophical ponderings found therein. Hmm. But based on the static nature of a space station, mm-hmm. I suspect Deep Space Nine will be more focused on characters' interpersonal dramas rather than exploration. Hmm. A more internal rather than external show, if you will. Okay. I think there will be strong themes of family, friendship, and equality. Okay, then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad my expectations failed. I already like this show a lot more than TNG. Well, yeah, we're going to, should we get, I want to get into it by what. Okay, well, let's, let's skip to our facts and stuff. Let's do this right. Yeah, I I really do want to get into Deep Space Nine. And you can probably tell by the tone of our voice, at least in this aspect, Mm. like, 
I enjoyed it. Spoiler alert, I liked it. What I saw. I like Commander Sisko. I know you do, but we're going to talk about that too. That dude is sexy. <laughs> so I thought in honor of the moon landing, we're going to do some NASA facts today. NASA! Are you familiar with the vehicle assembly building in Cape Canaveral? I'm not really sure. Isn't that where they uh, drive this like... Huge. 500 ton like it's like tank, almost like a tank and it takes like half a mile per hour is how fast it goes yeah it goes in really order to carry the rocket yes is that what exactly. you're talking that, about yeah and they okay. have like the biggest doors in the world yeah so what's interesting about that building it is so big mm-hmm. it is 160 meters tall okay which is large enough to house the statue of liberty from wow. the base of the statue so even including, wow, the, pedestal, including the base to the top of the torch, wow, which is only 70 meters. So you almost have room. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. You have room to say you have 70 meters to spare. Wow. Is how large this building is. Okay. The building is actually so large. This is crazy. Okay. I mean, it's science. It makes sense. But science. Kind of science. <laughs> it is capable of producing its own weather. Whoa! So that we you, have a weather dominator. Pretty, pretty much, that it will form rain clouds uh-huh. at the top of the building. Oh my gosh! The reason for this is because Florida is mm-hmm. so humid, right? And the building is so large that the warm, wet air rises to the roof okay. and then condenses up there because there's nowhere to go. <laughs> and then it just starts raining, and then it becomes a mist, like okay. a fine mist, which is like right. essentially rain clouds, yeah. and it will rain. Inside That's of there. crazy. Now, in like the only reason why they don't have like total rainouts like all the time mm-hmm. is because they also have the largest AC unit in the world in there to kind of help regulate the climate. Wow. But it's literally like its own climate in the I building. would like to see that. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah, that's cool. Is that on the tour? I don't think so. Well, that's. <laughs> I don't think they let people go into the vehicle assembly uh, uh, area. That's too bad because that sounds cool. <laughs> okay. So, how do you feel about the movie Armageddon, the Michael Bay classic movie? The one with Liv Tyler? And Affleck. And Bruce Willis? And Bruce Willis. And Aerosmith does the theme Yeah, song. yeah, I know what you're talking about. How do I feel about that how movie? How do you feel about it in your guts? In my guts? Yeah. Oh, then I'm just going to poop it out into the toilet. That's how I feel about <laughs> it, in my guts. How would you feel if watching it was part of... Of your interview process. What? At. I would I would be like, okay, NASA, you're wrong. You're just wrong. I'm out. You don't deserve me. Well, <laughs> as a matter of fact. No. NASA, no. as part of its management training no. program. No way. Well, let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. They are forced to what? watch it. What? The purpose is. Oh, God. As you might imagine. The movie is littered with inaccuracies. And the job is they have to point out as many inaccuracies, scientific inaccuracies as they can. Okay. And and like the more you get, like the... So they're riffing Armageddon for the job interview. (laughs) Right. Exactly. They're just, they're just watching it. Oh, wow. And the, I found this, this is true because I found this in different sites. I try to cross-reference some of these facts. There are 168 errors in the 150 minute film (laughs) meaning that it averages over one impossible thing per minute oh wow and one of the sites that i read this at Mm -hmm. said they wanted to point out that these were impossible scenarios 
that does not include improbable scenarios. Oh, my goodness. So okay. the thing is just lousy with things that could not happen. Oh, wow. And again, the more... So it makes sense why you would watch it. It's right. like, well, you can't do that. You can't do that. Like, okay. that's not how things work. Blah, gotcha. blah, blah. So I think that's kind of cool. Here's another NASA job situation. If anyone's mm-hmm. looking for a job, keep your ear to the ground. How would you like to make $19,000 to lay in bed for... Three months, I think it is. Or two months? Oh, two that months. would ruin my legs. Can I not get out? No, you can't do anything. You have to exercise in bed. You have to wash in bed. You have to you change have pee in, in bed. bed and stuff. You have to do everything in bed. What What about my moon cycle? Everything's in bed. What? But if you... Um, that sounds horrible. No, not even for $19,000. If you in, no. have a sedentary lifestyle, though, NASA has at least twice, probably more, mm-hmm. has offered this to people. Because laying in bed actually simulate Lack of gravity. Simulates lack of gravity mm-hmm. really well. And they want to study the effects yeah, of that. Yeah, in which it... <laughs> you atrophy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you atrophy. But they want you, that you are required to exercise and uh, do all that stuff in bed. That's impossible. You go to a place, like last time I think it was in... Can you uh, jump on the bed? Yes, you can jump on the bed. Okay. You do every. you just can't leave the bed. Oh. But you eat in the bed, oh. everything. Oh. You can go to the bathroom in the bed. Uh, you, they say you, you don't eat where you poo. That's gross. See, I, a part of me is like, and you actually, and you're doing, uh, they have you do like science experiments too. Okay, like so, what kind of science experiments? Uh, I don't, they weren't specific. But like, like growing peas? I guess <laughs> stuff like that. Like, <laughs> as much as possible, they want to do what you would do if you were in space. Oh, okay. So, so I have to like fix an oxygen tank, maybe? Yeah, or okay. something like that. You would have to do something. And one of the inter- persons who participated in this thought she wouldn't be able to do it. And she said later on, she's like, actually, it ended up, the time ended up flying by. Which I feel like it would be very boring. Yeah. Like, it'd be very, like... I feel like I would do all of the experiments in one day. Because <laughs> be <laughs> like, I'd be done. like, I'm done. What else am I supposed <laughs> to do here in bed? But, yeah, they're supposed to eat, exercise, shower while lying down. Although, How do you shower in bed? I'm sure they have some sort of weird spritz. <laughs> oh, God, gross. I think what would make this most miserable for me uh-huh. is the bed is tilted slightly down. So your head would be kind of down rather than up. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, unless you flip to slip, sleep the other way. Well, I, see, this is where it, people need to do more research for me on this one because okay. they say that simulates the blood flowing and pooling to the top of your body. Ugh, gross. Which is, so I don't know exactly how much you're allowed to jump or how much you're allowed to stand on the bed. Well, I would probably do much, a lot of yoga then. Or how much you're actually like laying on your back the whole time. See, so, yeah, lay, the, the part that really got me was like, oh, I don't like the idea of kind of being just even like yeah. a degree down like yeah. that. I would feel almost like I was suffocating. Yeah, I'm feeling you know? claustrophobic thinking about it right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you might be interested to know that much like Starfleet, mm-hmm. NASA does employ the Office of Planetary Protection. <laughs> their, motto, okay. their motto is that they strive to protect all of the planets. Well, then why do we need Space all Force? All the time. Why do we need Space Force if we have an Office of Planetary Protection or the OPP, if you know what I mean? <laughs> well, Space Force is more of a military organization I think to protect from other countries. Like we want to dominate space. Space Okay. Force, you know Space I mean? Force is more military is what you're telling me? Yeah. Okay. Office of Planetary Protection. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know me. Yeah. 
They're more extraterrestrial okay. in nature. Not saying they have ray guns to fight off aliens. They have ray guns, don't they? But really, what their their prime thing is, they don't want to contaminate another planet with our junk. Yeah. And they don't want to bring their junk back to Earth. Well, I don't know. I'd like to see what alien junk is out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that in lots of ways. Oh, we're well aware. Oh, we're of what well aware. We're, we're but, well aware of your Garrus Vicarian fascination. But it's kind of like Night of the Lepus or Lepus. <laughs> in, in which they don't want to invite invasive bacteria uh-huh. to, like, say, Mars. Okay. If there is an ecosystem on Mars, if there's bacteria going on, we don't want to introduce, like, a cold virus mm. oh, on I one see. of our landers I see. and, like, destroy the planet because it ruins all the science. You have to throw it all away. Oh, it was like that dumb movie we watched. There was a space movie we watched last year. It's kind of new. In which they, they brought in, like, strange space bacteria and uh-huh. it got out and started eating them all on the space station. Was that life with... Was it life? With I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal was in yes, it. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, was yes, it that one? Yeah, and like Ryan Reynolds was in it. But yes, he died Ryan like... Reynolds, that one. Yeah, that's kind of like that. Kind of like that. I okay. mean, there is more of like the higher thinking, but it's mm-hmm. basically you know we leave only footprints. <laughs> <laughs> we leave only our germs. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but we just don't want to like destroy an ecosystem before we've even had a chance to study it. I got gotcha. So that's what they kind of do. Oh, okay, cool. So I think that's pretty cool. Though. Yeah, they're cool. According to polls, mm-hmm. most Americans think that NASA funding accounts for 20% of the national budget. Wow, that's a lot. That is huge. They think so basically. My God, if we had that much money going into NASA, we would already be on the moon. That's 20 cents per dollar <laughs> they think is going wow. to. Wow. In reality, NASA gets five one thousandths of a cent. Oh my gosh. Or five one thousandths of every dollar. Wow. So it's like nothing. Nothing. They're not getting anything. Okay. Yeah. And and in fact, the space shuttle electronics were so outdated recently Mm -hmm. that they had to go to to eBay. Oh, my God. To get stuff that was compatible. A better motherboard. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's like, oh, our motherboard's dead. We need another one. So they go to eBay. Oh, my God. So. You know, if you think defunding NASA, like they're barely How getting How about you anything. just put Space Force in with NASA? Combine the two. They should. And call it NASA Force. <laughs> NASA Force. There NASA you go. Force. You, you've got both scientific studies and you've got military protection. You've got the best of both worlds and they're both fully funded. I feel like NASA Force is basically the TV show Space Force is what it would end up being. You'd have yeah. a bunch of these scientists fighting one another. Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> nothing <laughs> would ever get done. Nothing would ever get done. Nothing would ever get done. So let's talk about Deep Space Nine. So Let's talk about this. Okay. Okay. So you already said you preferred this pilot to the Next Generation pilot. Oh, for sure. The Next Generation pilot I thought was so stupid. I could barely get through it. The only reason why I got through it in yeah. order to keep going was to understand Picard. Right. That was the only driving force for me continuing to watch that We liked Picard so much that it's like, I want to know his whole I want to know his backstory. And that's the only reason why I kept up with it. Yeah, and then you watch Picard again after that, and yeah. you're like, you start catching all the little yes, references exactly. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. See, I thought that Deep Space Nine would be more, like we said in our predictions, would be more beholden to Next Generation. Yeah. But really... It's not. Next Generation was the one who was trying to capitalize on the original series more. Like, it felt more like the original Mm -hmm. series. Deep Space Nine, to me, 
felt more rebellious. Yes, it did. You set it up right away where Cisco's mm-hmm. wife is murdered. By basically Picard. By basically Picard. I mean, mm-hmm. as a Borg, but I mean, yeah. that's how do you separate that? Oh, you don't. You know, you, or I mean, yeah. I'm sure maybe one day he will. But right off the bat, it was saying, hey, this other popular show, mm-hmm. we don't like that guy. Yeah, we don't We're like that guy. We're our own yeah. thing. Yeah. We are not going to be hanging out with Picard. No. This is going to be its own Oh, thing. Cisco sets it up like, I hate you, Picard. Yeah. I hate you. I hate you. And, I hate you. And the other interesting aspect of this mm-hmm. is how much Cisco does not want to be there. Yeah. Which I thought was another very interesting. Mostly mm-hmm. Star Trek is like, explore new worlds yeah. and new civilizations. And this guy's like, I'm done with that. I yeah. don't want to do it. I want civilian service so I can raise my son. Yeah, and like he yeah. and Picard have a very contentious yes, they do. talk with one another. Like, well, maybe we need to replace you then. He's like, well, maybe you do. Yeah. But in the meantime, I'll do what I'm supposed to do. Right. I liked that dynamic of mm-hmm. the show where it's a little bit more, I don't know, rebellious. Like I said, rebellious. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, it is a little bit darker, a little bit heavier yeah. so far, which so is far. great. Until about the end of that first episode, then they're all like, Okay, let's slut around as per Star Trek requirements. <laughs> can we get someone can, with can uh, we, some bottom boobs or yeah. shirts held up by her nipples? <laughs> can we get some uh, commanding officers doing each other already? Yeah, yeah, we need a little bit of like, yeah. we need to sex this up. Yeah, because Star Trek is horny as all get out. It really They're is. always doing each it, other. It, it, Something's it, always getting probed or penetrated, <laughs> whether you're human Star or Trek, ship. It doesn't Star, matter. Star Trek is just basically created to be like, what if I wanted to have sex with somebody <laughs> not human? <laughs> Well, we can put some like philosophy in there too. Oh, but yeah. really, what we really, want to know—it's about can I do an alien? <laughs> Are we compatible? <laughs> the answer is yes. Humans can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I really enjoyed that. I mm-hmm. liked the darkness of it. I like the family aspect. I like yeah. the idea again separating itself from Next Generation, mm-hmm. where Picard was set up as like he was very. By the book, very yeah. rigid, did not like children. Right. And then you set this up with a widower with mm-hmm. his young son mm-hmm. who very much loves his son. Yeah. You know. And it's definitely not by the book. Is not really. No. Yeah, he's a little bit Because more I like I like how uh, clever and manipulative this guy is. Yeah. Like when he was talking with that Ferengi quark. Quark, quark. Setting up the whole thing with, uh, who's the Bajor major? Kira. Kira. Yeah. When he was talking to her, he just go with Kira. Just go with Kira. I'm probably right. Yeah. But he was trying to manipulate this to where he can keep this guy on board. Yeah. By bargaining chips. I was suddenly like, wow, this guy's so sexy. Yeah. (laughs) I really liked how clever he was. Yeah. And that he wasn't just so forceful and pushy and just aggressive. I I liked how he had a calm, intimidating presence. Yeah. He definitely felt different Mm -hmm. than, say, a Kirk character yes. who's more of a cowboy. Yeah, who just sleeps around. He just sleeps around. Picard, the, who's very rigid, who just sleeps around. And he <laughs> is more a dynamic character. Yeah. I, I can look at this situation. Mm-hmm. I know how these types of people are. Right. I'm going to use that to my advantage. Exactly, which is why he got the first officer as a Bajoran. Because yeah. he's like, this is a Bajoran space station. I need to know the cultures. Exactly. It's going to be important to have this very smart advisor here. Yeah. And another thing I really liked about Deep Space Nine, too, mm-hmm. is Deep Space Nine is a garbage dump. 
Yes. Oh, I loved how it was already like a desiccated space station. It's just. It's already been destroyed by the Cardassians. Like they don't even have beds to sleep yeah, on. Yeah, they don't have anything. There's nothing pretty about it. It wasn't like the Enterprises, which is like their flagship. The, yes. They're like, oh, look at our gorgeous Enterprise. No, this is a trash dump And like J- that he's in charge of, that it, he has to try to get working again. And Cisco's son looks in their bedroom. He's like, there's not even a bed. It's just like a mat on the floor. Yeah. And it gives the show so much... Exactly. So many places to go. Yeah, the AC's not even working. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's just garbage. And yeah. that's why he is convincing Quark to stay, because mm-hmm. Quark runs the gambling stuff. And even though he's kind of outside of the law a little yeah. bit, he's like, I know that if you stay here, mm-hmm. the other people will stay here. And all of that money will help us to build the space station right. better. But yeah. if you leave, this place is a ghost town, and yeah. we're not going to have anything. Yeah. So again, it was a he's so clever. Cool character mm-hmm. development. I like the idea that Star Trek has always been portrayed as very glossy and very yes. state of the art. And I mean, it is that, but it's also like it's a dump. It's, it's a like, dump. Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, I did too. I yeah. like, I, lo- I love that. I also liked just what it means to have a kid in space. You mm-hmm. had Wesley Crusher in yeah. Next Generation, but he was also a special boy. Right, he's a special boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he was a bit precocious. This is why people didn't like him, because right. he was like a, uh, whatever the... He was kind of too perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah. from what I understand, he was written to be Gene Roddenberry's surrogate. Okay. It's like, he, Gene Roddenberry created him, to, and he was going to be the smartest kid, and like, yeah. the best kid ever, and blah, 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 blah. Jake Cisco seems he more likes like a, fishing and he's he's normal and I love that and like what does that mean raising a kid yeah. not on Earth right like how does that yeah it just feels he's not like, really scientifically driven no he's just you know a kid. he's just a kid as I I personally liked it yeah I like yeah. that too now <laughs> things that I didn't necessarily like <laughs> I like Cisco. Okay. I like it when he's being clever. Oh, I do too. And kind of manipulative. Sometimes he's like weirdly bipolar. He. I don't understand if I he's joking uncom- or not. I am uncomfortable <laughs> with some of his enthusiasm. Yes. It feels weirdly not in character. Yes. I don't know if they were just trying something new. Again, mm-hmm. trying to break away from that kind of more rigid right. Picardian thing. But like. There was weird moments of enthusiasm yeah, that he would give. Yeah, it was very disconcerting. Yeah, it didn't... It threw me off. I couldn't really read him as a character. Like, there's a specific point in the, the show. He goes down to Bajor, mm-hmm. and he's shown the Tears of God or something. <laughs> tears know. of the Prophet, I think. Tears of the Prophet. Yeah. Which allows him to, like, relive a moment in his past. Yeah, and he goes, woo! And I was like, this is weird. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, it seemed really... Out of character? It felt like almost in The Phantom Menace when <laughs> <laughs> when young Anakin, and I'm not going to, I'm a big prequel fan. I'm okay with the prequel. I love Anakin. I love him. But like there's that one moment in Watto's uh, shop. Where he goes, woohoo. He goes, he goes <laughs> yippee. Yeah, yippee. That was it. And it feels <laughs> so adorable. Like, it feels a very scripted yeah. enthusiasm. Like if like if the script said, Woohoo! And you're right. like, woohoo! Like nobody actually says that. Yeah. Like it should just be like, exclaims for joy. Right. Right. So like that's kind of like my feeling. And then he courts his deceased wife, 
And it was just uncomfortable. It was very cringy. <laughs> yeah, I tried to um, ignore that scene completely. Yeah, like he's so sexy and so cool yes. when he's like being this the commander. Commander. When yeah. he was trying to be smooth, it, like he gets down <laughs> on his knees and you're like, in the, the fiction of the what's going right. on with him, this is the her first time ever meeting him. And I'm like, can you imagine if you mm. met a guy on the beach? Yeah. And he was like, And then he was like, and you're going to be the one I marry. And all you're going to be the one I was married. like, oh, this Your is... mother's going to love me. And I'm going to get down on my knees right now for you. Oh, like, it just so was gross. very cringy. Yeah, I was I not was into that. Not into that at no. all. Not, not, not at all. But we should talk about some of the, I guess, some of the other characters. Yeah, I guess. Cisco's really the best one so far. So far, he's really the driving force behind the yeah. show anyway. So he's like, really I'm going to keep watching just for him, Yeah, to be I, quite honest. I'm going to watch the rest of these. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm I, going to watch I'm the rest into of these. it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I want to see where it's where, going. Yeah, I want to see where it goes. Yeah, and especially knowing that the last few episodes mm-hmm. or whatever are very, like, out there. Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah, me too. Like, that could be our equivalent of, like, werewolves all of a sudden young and the restless, <laughs> you know? Right. But we also have Kira. See, it's so weird, and I should say this about Deep Space Nine. I feel like of all Star Trek, I have an innate cultural osmosis of who the characters are. Okay. I may have only seen a few episodes of the original series. Of course, I've seen the movies. Mm-hmm. But, like, I could tell you everybody who's on the, the show. Okay. And what they do, basically what they do, mm-hmm. what their personalities are. Okay. Whatever. Same with Next Generation. Ha- having not seen all the movies, having not seen all the shows, before watching the show, I could tell you, the majority of the characters, although there were some surprise characters, like that, I can't remember her name, but the Bajoran woman that was in Next Generation. Isn't her name also Kira? Because isn't she supposed to be the same exact character? No, no, no. It's not the same character. Oh. It's supposed to be a different character. Oh, I thought they were the same exact character, just played by a different actress. No, I don't remember her name. But okay. like, I had, until we watched it, I had no idea. I'm like, this is a pretty major character yeah. that I have no reference for, like mm-hmm. never seen her on a t-shirt or a right. poster i've never seen her like mentioned before well as far as bajorans go i liked kira yeah kira was cool yeah but mm-hmm. deep space nine i think the only character i could have probably told you was cisco because right. he gets lumped in with all the captains all the time oh see i've never even heard of cisco oh really yeah i've never even heard of him oh wow all i've ever known is picard and kirk and then i knew bacula from futurama <laughs> Who? Back you know, oh. Just because of that but one Takei reference. Right, that was it. Right. But you knew uh, he there was a show starring Bacula. Scott Bakula. Yeah, that was it. What about Janeway? What about Voyager? No. You didn't know Janeway no. either? No. Oh, okay. I'm very, very new to Star Trek. See, I feel like I knew... I probably don't know anything about Bacula Enterprise. Okay. With that, that whole series. I know nothing about that. I Like I said, I just heard his name from Futurama. That's it. Voyager, I know a little bit about. I wouldn't maybe be able to tell you people's names. So there's there's a lady captain? Yeah, Captain Janeway. Cool. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna watch that okay. eventually. Yeah, we are. Yeah. That's the show after okay. Deep Space Nine. Okay. Or probably, it probably kind of almost concurrent, kind of like Deep Space Nine was for the last few seasons okay. of Next Generation. I knew a little bit about her. If you showed me pictures of her crew, I could be like, oh, that's the doctor. Uh, that's this whatever. But like, I, I don't know their names. What's the half cyborg? Seven of nine. Seven of nine, yeah. She's Voyager. She's Voyager, too. Yes, she's Voyager. Okay, so I'm going to be looking forward to Voyager. Yes. Okay. Because I liked her in the later episodes of Picard. Yes, yeah. yes. But with this show... A long way of getting to this. Okay. I know nothing. I knew Cisco, like I said, just from like uh, pictures whenever they put the captains together on stuff. Again, cultural osmosis. Right. And I knew Quark. 
he's kind of like one of those characters that stand out. Okay. Like, honestly, I thought he was the first Ferengi in Star Trek until I watched Next Generation. Oh, I wasn't, okay. I wasn't aware how, like, much of a thing they were. Right. You know, until I watched Next Generation. They're a big deal. That's too bad I don't like them. And <laughs> maybe Odo, Rene Aubergine. I, I think don't I've, know him. I think I've seen mm-hmm. him before. But like I said, I have a huge cast list. Yeah. And I knew nobody. Like Yeah, I know none of them. So... Which, personally, it makes it kind of more interesting for me mm-hmm. because I'm like, well, I'm actually going to, like, explore a new show I know mm-hmm. nothing about. But well, I'm, I'm hoping I become less species. Maybe yeah, I, I'll end up liking Ferengis. Yeah, there you go. I know for a fact I will never like a Cardassian. <laughs> well, no, no, no. They look like big hairy scrotums on the Yeah, skull. yeah. I, no, I'm not. I can't. <laughs> I've, I've determined that watching Star Trek, I'm extremely shallow. <laughs> <laughs> but... From a personal standpoint, I'm like, oh, well, this will be interesting to kind of explore this new thing. But on the one hand, I do feel like maybe Deep Space Nine doesn't get looked upon as fondly. Hmm. Like, I think maybe it... because it's not as optimistic. Maybe. Yeah, maybe because it's it's a little bit darker, a little bit dankier. Yeah. It's like it hangs out in the dank. Yeah, maybe. You know? It doesn't... It's, it's kind of, I don't know, like... It feels more self-contained, like, yeah. uh, it's kind of in its own little world. Yeah, I think so. They they don't exactly explore. Yeah, I mean, I know? guess maybe with this wormhole, maybe they will. I don't know. Well, maybe. But, but that's like kind of their way But around. so far, all I know is we're on a space station, and that is it. Yeah, like, it's not going to, but it's not going to be like. We might get pleasure trips to Bajorn. Yeah, it's not yeah. going <laughs> to be like the original series or Next Generation, though, where every week. Mm-hmm. We're in as a new adventure. Is new. Yeah. We're going to a new planet. We're doing this or that. The other. Mm-hmm. They're going to be pretty much in fixing that station. Fixed in that station, mm-hmm. which again feels like it's going to end up being sort of a microcosm for a lot yeah. of different stories. And like, not to say that they can't encounter new things or whatever. I feel like they should lean heavily into the claustrophobia of it. That would be cool. Like that would be really cool. Yeah, because I don't even know if they had. Do they have a holodeck? I know they had one oh, on the way there. That's true. I don't think they have a holodeck. Yeah, and like. Uh, what's his name? Jake seemed very concerned about like yeah. I'm gonna be because alone. he likes being in his sci-fi overalls fishing. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> outfit. Another character that we kind of got introduced to a, a lot of people I don't really know yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and I'll talk about Miles O'Brien really quick. Ugh. Who I we, we never liked him. I did not <laughs> like his relationship with his wife. No, I didn't I, either. <laughs> I, poor he, Keiko. Okay, poor Keiko. I always felt like O'Brien was kind of a just a kind of a douche. Yeah, he's kind of a tool. Yeah, like. Yeah. But it was weird because this episode had a, a real was gunning for like a real emotional kind of moment. And where it he, did not work. It didn't work Mm-mm. for me because I didn't feel like O'Brien and Picard ever had that kind of relationship. They didn't. I think they maybe had like three conversations during the entire yeah. TNG run, and it was basically, "Hey, beam me beam, up, beam me up, beam me down, <laughs> energize, yeah. whatever." Yeah, like because Jordy LaForge kind of took a lot of that engineering. Exactly. Stuff. Now, if Jordy LaForge was in this instead yes. of Miles O'Brien, then I would have been like, "Oh yeah, oh, we need to have we this need scene. this emotional goodbye. We need to have this yeah. scene." But I'm like, I don't even remember them even. Yeah, I don't really remember them ha- doing anything together. O'Brien to me and and. The next generation. You know what? It would have made more sense to have Keiko and Picard saying goodbye because they've actually been on an adventure together. Yeah. That would have made much more sense. O'Brien to me in Next Generation felt like he was like a step up of that one engineer guy <laughs> who was like a loser. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. I, I don't want to call him a red shirt because in Next yeah. Generation, red shirts actually are commanders. Yes. But like he, he felt like 
we need a recurring character, but he's not really a character. Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, he just kind of shows up once in a while. You have to give him props for making a career out of a nobody. You yeah, know? and he basically pulled a wharf before yeah. Michael Dorn did. Like, yeah. he's like, you know, I'm not getting the screen time I need over here. Right. I'll move over here, and he's going to be a series regular. Yeah. He, That's kind of a big deal. You know, so he was able to do something. Yeah. So I guess we'll see where he goes, but he just never really, a lot of his... Stuff felt very dated. Yes. You know? He was very dated. Yeah, like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to use the word misogynistic because that feels a little bit maybe too harsh. That feels harsh. too harsh. But in that kind of mentality. He's, there's... like, towing that line. Yeah. He's I... towing the douchebaggery line. Kind of like Riker, but Riker had to Ugh. be a little bit more charm. But No. Blech. You hate Riker so I much. I hate Riker. hate Riker. <laughs> but you love Data. Love data. <laughs> and then we have the Dr. Bashir. Right, right. I don't know much about I don't know anything him. about him except for he showed up in one episode of Next Generation. Oh. Like near the end. Yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of probably. Just a little and cross. he's the one who immediately starts slutting up the uh, space station. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> what I liked about him, though, it wasn't that I liked it about him, but what I liked about the story possibilities with right. him. Was he set up to be this very... And, like, I should say the economy of storytelling is very good in this. Yes. Mm-hmm. They, they're they able to introduce a lot without saying a lot. Right. But he shows up and he's apparently this well-regarded doctor. He's mm-hmm. saying, I could have had any job I wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, that good. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want a cushy job. <laughs> I wanted to be on this garbage scow. This backwater frontier, as he says to uh, Kira. Kira. And, and then Kira's like, like, you know what? I got two fingers for you. Yeah. Because this is my home. <laughs> this this is... thing that you're regarding as like this backwater yeah. is my home. And I felt like that I've been like, fighting for for decades. And I feel like that idea of like a kind of colonization. Yeah. Like, uh, like metaphor going yeah. on. Like, Gentrification, really. Yeah. Like we're moving into your yeah. area and you're we think so little of your society because yes. it's backwater. Mm-hmm. But it's like no, for me, this is home. And yeah. I'm not backwater. And, yeah. you know, I, I, oh, I loved that dynamic. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. how ignorant he comes off yes. in that moment mm-hmm. and how much that has the potential to go somewhere. Yes. You know, I agree. Uh, who else do we have? I love that exchange between them. We have Dax, who I don't really know too much about yet. Uh, Who's Dax? Dax is the one who has that... Uh, the old man slug? Yeah, the slug in her stomach. Right. Her that, was, tummy. that was gross. It was gross. That was gross. That was gross. That was unnecessary. That was gross. <laughs> to show the slug in her tummy? To show putting the slug into her tummy. <laughs> you don't mind that the slug is in her yeah, tummy. Yeah, I don't mind that it's in her tummy. I mean... I'm just watching it go in. That was... That was gross. <laughs> I do I do like the idea of the open-mindedness of this show. Right. Though, where I can't remember the name of species. It is introduced in Next Generation yeah. where you, it's like a symbiotic relationship. You have like a And you carry the memories of the person that it was in before. Yeah. And basically yeah. this being lives for hundreds of years. Yeah. And it goes in your body and ah. it lives. But Bashir's like, yeah, I'm into it. He's not doing the slug, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why he wouldn't be. <laughs> but it, but there is potential again for metaphor of there right. of having an open mind towards different types of aspects yeah. of relationships, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. But you know, we'll see where it yeah, goes. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So uh, do we have any other characters that we haven't touched on? I don't. 
don't really remember any others. I mean, there was a lot going on. Yeah. Um, Odo hasn't really made an impression on me. He seems to be like kind of like a security chief of the promenade. Yeah. I don't really know where he's going yet. Yeah, I don't either. Um, Quirk was kind of cool. Not cool, the Ferengi. <laughs> Not cool as in like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be super into this character. Right. But cool in the sense that him butting heads with Cisco right. feels like it's going to generate a lot of tension, a lot right. of stories, a lot of um, confrontation. Mm-hmm. I, I did like, I wrote down one of his lines that I did like because he wants to leave Deep Space Nine. And Cisco has arrested his nephew mm-hmm. and is holding the nephew as like a bargaining chip. Yeah. Like this is like 10 year old kid who's like thrown <laughs> in the brig. That's why I love Cisco. <laughs> and Quark is like, I want to leave. He's like, I've made a career of knowing when to leave. And this provisional government is far too provisional for me. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. Something about that line really stuck out to me. Right. It says a lot about his character. Mm-hmm. A lot. I yeah, mean, like, it does. Again, does a lot of lifting without him saying too much. Right. We, we know he's a bit of a rogue. Yeah. You know. And also, in the grand scheme of the episode, how tenuous mm-hmm. this situation is. Like, this could fall apart any second. Yeah. So, is there anything else that you kind of wanted to talk about? Mm, not really. Yourself? No, I'm good. We've talked about everything. Okay. So, do you want to hear what Oh, else? other than the opening credits blow. Oh, my God. Okay, that <laughs> is important. I wonder if they fix that eventually. I hope they fix it. It was the most... When it the... was so boring. You're following in this, like, comet stream You're or like, something. Okay. It, it... But nothing really happens. And then it's a close-up of the space station, and that's it. I was waiting for the music to drop. Yeah, and like it never it, does. I mean, it just has this start and yeah. then stays started. Yeah, it never goes. <laughs> it doesn't like, go anywhere. Like with the original series and Next Generation, it yeah. kind of like, dun, dun, like kind of soft, mm-hmm. and then ba-boom, and right. it goes up and it, it swells. This just kind of never got out of first gear. I think maybe it was <laughs> to be like, yeah, we're never leaving the station. And it was just like <laughs> slow panning yeah. shots of Deep Space Nine. And I guess, again, it's setting it apart. It's mm-hmm. like, we're not boldly going anywhere. That's true. We're, we're, we're here. We're boldly staying we're staying right here. <laughs> this is it, guys. <laughs> this is where we're at. <laughs> so let's hear about what other people had to say. Okay, sure. So polls from IMDb. Mm-hmm. Here's some reviews. A couple negatives, a couple positives. All right. Uh, some negatives first. We have from Cider with an S. Okay. DS9 is a ripoff of Babylon 5. Now, what's Babylon 5? Is it a Star Trek thing? No, it's not... It's another sci-fi show, completely okay. separate. Okay. And Babylon 5 was a space station. Oh, okay. And it was written by a famous comic book writer. I want to call him Straczynski. I could be wrong, though. Okay. But people really like it. But it's basically the uh, same sort of thing. But never I, seen it. You never even heard of it, apparently. Never even heard of it, apparently. But, you know, there's room for everything in fiction. So That's I, right. I, I, Even if you don't know anything about Deep Space Nine, you've heard of it before. No, I haven't. You've never heard of Deep Space Nine? No, not until we started um, Picard and Discovery. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I I not really know too much about Star Trek. You're not much of a nerd, are you? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm a big-time nerd, just not in Star Trek world. Yet. You're starting, though. Yet. I'm getting there. Yeah. 
getting there. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing with Star Trek, there's so much to really enjoy, so much to love about it, and then there's a lot of stuff to not so much yeah, like. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff not to but, like. But I like I like shows like that. Yeah. I like shit because it gives you something to talk about. Exactly. Like why you can't this just does... keep gushing over something. Yeah, because like when something doesn't work, you can talk about why it doesn't work. Right. And what you would have done differently. Mm-hmm. And not saying that in an armchair quarterback type of way, but right. when you discuss about what you think would make something work for you, mm-hmm. you're really discussing about you. You're talking right. about yourself. Like, yeah. Who am I? You mm-hmm. know, very existential. Sure. Okay, so anyway, Cider. <laughs> cider. Uh, I didn't like watching Deep Space Nine compared to other Star Treks. Okay. Even Enterprise with Bacula. <laughs> but I didn't like Babylon 5, and now I know why. They're the same show. I just read the old news that Paramount stole the idea from the creator of Babylon 5. Really? Unsavory. Hmm. But they chose not to sue for a reason I don't know or care. <laughs> But seeing as the Star Trek series is based off another even nerdier show, <laughs> it's just uh, it's just too much to bear. Now I'm gonna cut it cut in there right okay. there. See, okay, here's the thing <laughs> with plagiarism. Yeah. First of all, there's parallel thinking. Mm-hmm. If you have a space show, mm-hmm. and Star Trek had already established space stations in space. Yes. They yes. had already talked about deep space such and such. Twenty. Babylon Five could have been inspired. By, by a Star Trek space it's station. It's not so much of a leap. They may have heard like, oh, we're doing a sci-fi show on a space station. And they could have been like, oh, we should do that too. That's right. not ripping it off. Not really. Because we already have our established universe where we've established space stations. Yeah. Maybe that would be cool within our universe to do that. Or I, even the movie Alien. Yeah. It's basically a space station. Yeah. It's just a huge ship that goes basically nowhere. <laughs> There's no original thought. Yeah. You know, like, the big one that I always hear about is Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter is a 11-year-old boy with glasses right. who learns magic. Mm-hmm. He has an owl familiar. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Well, Neil Gaiman, right. a few years before Harry Potter, had written, I don't remember his name. I want to call him Tommy Taylor, but that's a different thing. <laughs> had written books of magic for DC Comics. Mm-hmm. It's about an 11-year-old boy with glasses, mm-hmm. dark hair, yeah. with an owl familiar. Right. And he did not sue no. J.K. Rowling. And there were other books about kids straight up called Harry Potter before Harry Potter. Yeah. Because it's an easy thing for multiple people to come up with at the same right. time. Yeah. And that's exactly what Neil Gaiman said about it. He's like, mm-hmm. the idea would be to take your traditional hero. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, cliche, blonde hair, blue eye. Right. M- masculine to all get out, muscular. Right. And you invert that. Mm-hmm. Well, if he's not blonde, he's dark haired. Yeah. If he's... Not a super cool jock. He's kind of a nerd. Yeah. You know, and it's just really easy to make that okay. uh, that switch. So I think it's very easy. Can we have a ginger, please? We've got Ron Weasley for you. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly right. You could yeah. be like, we don't have enough red-headed heroes. We don't. What is an Outlander? Isn't he a red Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Prince Harry? He's a fictional yeah, character, right? <laughs> okay. I don't know how much they stole... I am sure maybe the idea was floating around in Hollywood, right. and they just applied it to their own universe. I don't have a problem with that. I don't. I. It just depends how. I mean, it'd be one thing if they stole their script. Yeah. If yeah. they were like, if like, <laughs> and then just change the names and the species. Yeah. If it was yeah. like instead of Benjamin Sisko, it was Benjamin Bisco. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, like okay, 
<laughs> that's that's one thing. Right. But it could be like, we're in space. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I space see... stations. Yeah. Everybody's you got can... them. Yeah. Star Wars has them too. Yeah. Yeah. Now I will condemn anyone who even mentions Deep Space Nine when talking about the series. Why? Relax, kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't need to be condemning anyone. It's like, oh, I like Deep Space Nine. It's like, be gone with you. <laughs> Demon. <laughs> Original, The Next Generation, and Voyager are my favorites in that order. Hmm. Before, I didn't understand why everyone thought DS9 is great, and I didn't. Okay. Hmm. But now I know. Uh-huh. But no, I know is what they wrote. Okay. It's also because the captain has a real anger problem. Huh. And I hate people that act cool but freak out okay. out of nowhere. And he seems to do that on every episode. Now, I haven't seen... Oh, so he wouldn't like me. Yeah. (laughs) I think he's got a problem with emotional outbursts. (laughs) Stop repressing yourself. I mean, like, the Siska thing with his joy, I don't know. I think it might be something that grows on me eventually. Right. But right now... Those um, mood swings are insane. Yeah. It was from zero to 60. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. There was no build to it. Yeah. But if that's like a part, a component of who he is, Mm -hmm. then I'm sure I'm going to accept it. Yeah. To some degree or not. Exactly. You know. This one's from Lily Renz. Okay. It is total waste of life. Oh. Before I slipped into DS9. Sexy. (laughs) I always heard that. Or maybe it... she fell on a banana peel, honey. <laughs> 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 I always heard that it is more interesting, more profoundly, mm. greater characterization than other ST series. Okay. Is it a joke? I think so. Okay. Every episode impresses me that the writers have never read any detective novel. Mm. Is it a mystery? <laughs> Wait, is this a detective show? Is it a detective show? Because that might be fun. They put those absurd murder plot oh. on the screen. Oh, oh, it's like CSI in space. Oh, okay. Now I'm getting excited. <laughs> Can we have a serial killer on a space station that they don't know who the serial killer is? Giving, that would be terrifying. You're giving great ideas to people out there. With that would be so thing. terrifying. Because you can't get away. You can't get away. You're stuck there. It's not, and it's sort of like an alien scenario, except mm-hmm. for you're dealing with like a human. Yeah. Yeah, like he just loses their mind being yeah. out in space. Yeah. And just starts slowly murdering people. Oh, that'd be great. That's a good, that's a story right there. Right, I love that. <laughs> that would be a great video game if you're actually the serial killer instead of trying to stop the serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't uh. it Assassin's Creed almost? Yeah, you're basically a, a serial, serial killer. killer. Yeah. I mean, I, I stalk and I have my dead body piles. <laughs> you, you like to pile them up high. <laughs> and every time they try to depict some political conflict, ha, I think those writers never pass their history curriculum. Ooh. Ooh, burn. 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 My, you haven't passed your history curriculum in this show about the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess you need some roots somewhere, though, in order to make the future seem plausible. Right, right. right? <laughs> All right, here's some here's some positive ones. All right. I feel like this. I've seen this person. M. Novak? Thing. Yeah, that seems familiar? familiar. Maybe we did it for Picard? Oh, maybe. maybe. It's recent. It's from July 2019. Oh, This is possible. Okay. It's simply titled DS9. Best storytelling in any TV show Ever. Wow. This is by far the best Star Trek out of all of them. Okay. This is my favorite TV show of all time, and nothing comes close. Wow, really? Wow. Okay. Bold. Wow. The people who did not like this show and reading the reviews, there is a few. Okay. Okay. Your weak mind. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, now he's 
<laughs> I like uh, let's just not yeah. insult people just because they don't like something. He's got like super villain declamations coming up there. <laughs> Your weak mind could not comprehend what you are watching. Go watch something with no depth. I hear the Smurfs are pretty good. <laughs> burn on Smurfs. And this is a review from 2019. I love it. Why them. would you burn on the Smurfs? <laughs> a 35-year-old cartoon. <laughs> what the hell? Come on. Galgamesh or whatever his name is isn't Gal- good enough. <laughs> Gargamel. Gargamel, that's it. Gilgamesh was Gilgamesh. a Gilgamesh vagina. <laughs> Wasn't it? No, no that's... Gelgamac. That was a Gelgamac. Okay. St- uh, South yeah. Park. Yeah, yeah from yeah. South Park. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love that it's like a knock on like <laughs> on the Smurfs out of nowhere. Maybe, maybe you should watch the Electric Company. <laughs> maybe welcome back, Cutters. More your speed. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is from Nir. I should really like throw these away if I can't say their name. Nuritadinka Mackie. <laughs> sure. Sure. Perhaps the best Star Trek series ever. Whoa. This is also, this is very new. This is from June 2020. Oh, that's last month. I am a big Star Trek fan. Just before seeing Darp's, Darp? Darp. Just before seeing Deep Space Nine, I saw Voyager and then Next Generation. Yes, in reverse order. Oh, that's fun. During COVID-19 lockdown. Oh, that's fun. I like them all, but I was very reluctant to see Deep Space Nine since it is fixed in a place. Mm-hmm. This is kind of my, yeah. not concern, but like... Yeah, claustrophobic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I am not a fan of movies with conspiracy or intrigue. Oh, oh but, I, but am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning, it looked like such a movie with a shapeshifter and a disgusting Ferengi. Oh, for sure. Oh, you and Nerdinka oh. Makaki can Blech. be buds. Blech. The only familiar face was Chief O'Brien. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you hate him so much. He's not great. He's like... He's meh at best. At best. As I watched, it became my number one show. Ah. The characters are very real, Mm. and their everyday life is relatable. Mm. And most of all, it bears all the ideals and principles of Star Trek. Oh, okay. So it is still optimistic then. It is very hard to discriminate between the 1990s Star Trek series, but Deep Space Nine is the best one, I think. Mm. Since it is old, it may not attract you at the beginning episodes. Right, okay. Just give a chance for a few episodes, mm-hmm. and you will become addicted to it. Thanks to its producers, cast, and crew for providing such a brilliant show. And that was something you did mention. Like, it felt very pixely, very yeah. 90s. Yeah, it did. In, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. But, again, it's started... But I liked Cisco from the onset. Yes, and I... So, since I already liked the character, then yeah. I'm more likely to follow that story. Yeah, and I like the fact that this show started on the ground running. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like a battle with the Borg yep. right from the beginning. That's yeah. what we're dealing with. And it was very cinematic, I felt like. Yeah. This could have been a movie, mm-hmm. this opening sequence. Right. I think we've pretty much answered the question, but would you say Deep Space Nine deserves to go on the series? Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think it's very good and... I mean, I guess we still have a long way to go to see how it compares to, say... I, I still like Picard the most. I think it's the most... It, well, that and Discovery, I feel, I love Discovery. I feel like they're the most... I don't want to say easy to watch, but, like, they're modern. So yeah. there's, like, a modern sensibility to it. Yeah. I like modern things. Yeah, you know? me too. I you like know? progress. The, the pacing of it is more fun, mm-hmm. more yeah. engaging. As far as how this compares to Next Generation, I, I have to wait and see. 
Right. But right now, I'm more curious about this one. Yes, I am too. Than I am about Next Generation. And Next Generation had a lot of sloggy episodes, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, God. This, I think, benefits from starting when Next Generation was starting to hit its stride with writing. Yeah. Okay. So it's, and I'm sure there's like cross uh, mm-hmm. ideas. There's right. People are working on both at the same time. Okay. So, so yeah, I 100%. I say watch Deep Space Nine. I think it's starting off intriguing. I think mm-hmm. it's going to get better. I think so, too. Yeah. 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 All yeah. right. I wouldn't change a darn thing. Oh, are we going to be watching Babylon 5? We can, I think, at some point. What are the what are the sci-fi shows we're watching next? Oh, okay. So, we are watching Farscape. Love it. Let's see how it holds, holds up. up. We'll see how it holds up. Because I haven't watched it in a very, 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 very long, long time. time. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. We actually have never seen the end of it. No, because... We've seen all four seasons. Well, I hated how... Okay. Well, we shouldn't really get into it right now. Well, okay, I will get into the fact that we follow Clone Crichton for several seasons because we know the original died. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. I know he's the one who died. <laughs> and I had a hard time moving on past that. Even yeah. though it's a clone, even though it's like the basically the same guy. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't continue. So, so I had a hard time even finishing the series. But giving just a little overview of Farscape, which obviously we're already mm-hmm. enthused about, although we're I'm a little bit reluctant because I'm also like yeah. I don't know how well it's gonna hold up. I hope it holds it up. It lasted for four seasons mm-hmm. and it was canceled, but there was enough of an outcry from the fans yeah. that they could, made a movie. Yeah, because the mm-hmm. last episode of the fourth season like ends with like a cliffhanger. Right. So it was one of those situations where the fans cried out and they mm-hmm. gave a four-hour miniseries, kind right. of, which is cool. It's called, called The, the Peacekeeper, Peacekeeper Wars, Wars, which we ha- we own, and but we have never, never watched. seen. Because <laughs> I just could not get past that clone Crichton. Yeah. Maybe this time you will be, though. Maybe. I had such a hard time. But so, yeah, we're going to do Fire Escape next. And then originally we were going to do Firefly, but I'm not... I, I don't, I don't you know, let's not. Here's let's the thing, not. Here's the, thing about, not. here's the thing about Firefly. First of all, I, I am not a Joss Whedon fan anymore. I don't right. like him as a person. Yeah, agreed. So I have, I'm going to have a little bit of a hard time getting past that. Second of all, if you like Firefly, mm-hmm. you like Firefly. Exactly. So there's, so nothing we're going to say is going to change it. Change yeah. that opinion. You either like it or you're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. And most of the people who are probably listening to this have, have seen it. Yeah, And probably. have already made up their minds. So who cares? Yeah. So we're going instead to watch... A show called The Expanse. Ah, yeah. Which was the a sci- Amazon Prime thing. Well, what I found out is actually it was a sci-fi channel show. Really? That got canceled after season three, but there was enough of a fan outcry ah. that Amazon picked it up for a fourth season. I don't know if they're doing any more. Now, do we start on the Amazon Expanse or the sci-fi Expanse? We're starting with sci-fi because okay. Amazon uh, continues the story. Oh, okay. So they don't just reboot it. No, no, no. Okay. So we okay. have to start with the sci-fi Expanse. Okay. I don't know anything about this. I do remember that Amazon was pimping it for a while. Yeah, like, I remember seeing those ads and banners everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I think we maybe even tried to watch it. Did we? I don't know. I don't think we tried to watch but it. But I know at least one of our listeners suggested it too mm-hmm. uh, independently. Right. Again, independent, like <laughs> a parallel thinking. <laughs> right. I had brought it up and said that everyone he knows keeps recommending The Expanse okay. and he hadn't seen it yet. Oh, fun. We can all watch it together. So, so yeah. So we'll okay. all watch it together. Okay. Now... What about Casper Van Dien movies? Yeah, okay. I, guys. We gotta talk about this. Guys. Guys. So, guys. during our last episode, we discovered some, some personal information about Casper Van Dien. Unsavory details. And it didn't sit well with me. Like, I always knew the guy was kind of a tool. You know, you can tell. In the, in the way that, like, actors. Yeah, is. Can you be. know, 
you saw that. And yeah. I was like, yeah, but he toes the line. He's fine. And his movies are hilarious. Right. But that revelation... <laughs> but that revelation just pushed him over that line for me. Which revelation are we discussing? Uh, the fact that he left Catherine Oxenberg and is with Nurse Betty from the same movies. Yeah. It kind of felt really sleazy yeah. and gross. And I just don't want to support that anymore. Now, and I've done a little bit more research on the nature of their divorce. I don't really like getting into like, like, I know I shouldn't be judging someone's personal life. Right. I know I shouldn't, but now... That I know this information, I can't unknow it. <laughs> right, right. And, like, I, I did some research, and I don't know the specifics yeah. of their divorce. And I don't really like getting into people's personal yeah. lives. It's their yeah. life. I, I, don't, I think it's gross. Yeah, I but feel I, sleazy. But I wanted to kind of see. And it does look like it was a mutual divorce. Right. He's the one who filed, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean anything. No. But, like, we were saying earlier when we were discussing it, when we were mm-hmm. trying to discuss it, the optics of it is just sleazy. Yeah, it's I don't sleazy. I don't like it. It feels weird to be like, I'm in this movie with yeah. my wife, and then the woman I'm going to leave my wife and be with. Yes. Whatever was going on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. I don't know, but that just doesn't feel It doesn't good. sit right with me, so I don't want to promote him. Yeah, and, and that's what we were saying. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we were saying, like, how you feel about artists and art. Like, right. well, how much you can disassociate the art from the artist. And I don't think I could, like... Never, I could watch a Casper Van Dien movie, right? But I don't necessarily want to use a platform to promote, yeah, that, yeah, me, you know what I mean, yeah. So I don't want to like push something that might be unsavory. I'm probably judging it all wrong, you know, I'm I'm probably understanding it wrong, but for me, I'll just accept my wrongness, (laughs) right? And let's move on. So instead of Casper Van Dien movies, guys, we're still going to have in flight movies, absolutely, absolutely, but they're going to be, you know. Kind of the same ilk, really. We're going to kind of keep continuing with, like, theme months. Right. And then we'll try to pick a movie that fits with whatever theme Might, that is. Like, this will be space month, so maybe we can pick a space movie. Yeah. We'll try, try to find different stuff. Yeah. You know, not necessarily good stuff, not I nec- guess. You know, well, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Not, that's, not, that's not fair. Because we're not looking for bad stuff. No, because we want to find diamonds in the rough. Yeah. You know, movies that not too many people may even be aware of exist. Right. But that are actually pretty good. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. So what we're going to do, we'll let you know what the movie will be. Yes, we will. It will be whatever the theme of that particular Mm -hmm. run is. Or maybe it can be one of the, like, top movies of that time. Well, and I think, I feel like that could be part of the theme. Right. Like, it could either be... A theme, a specific theme, like a like we're doing space, right? Or it can be the theme could be the number one movie when Deep Space Nine came out was yeah. The Bodyguard or yeah. Aladdin. I mean, we would never. Pick well, we would those. do The Bodyguard because the I song, would, yeah, 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 is, yeah, is from that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The top song. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Like there's like yeah. a like there's, there's a there, connect. There will be a, a relationship yes. somehow, mm-hmm. and of course we'll let you know before a week out what movie it's going to be and why we're picking it. Exactly. There'll be new cover art, although All I have to do still is change it. to change it. All I have to do is, is change it to in-flight movies. Yeah, it's just going to be yeah. in-flight movies. In that little bubble. And maybe one day I can get iTunes to change our cover art to our <laughs> actual cover art and not our old podcast cover art. <sighs> Someday. Which apparently a lot of people are listening to now. <laughs> are they? Yeah. Oh, Magnum Shirt? Yeah. yeah, we're, yeah. we're getting a lot, of, a lot of listeners on the Magnum yeah. Shirt side now. I'm like, seriously, guys? Seriously? <laughs> we thought this would be more fun for you. <laughs> Instead, you guys are like, no, I want to hear more about you make ripping on Magnum. <laughs> Dude, I could rip on Magnum till the cows oh, come man. home. I do want to do the new Magnum 
show yes, someday. Yes, we are going to do the whenever new whenever it's available mm-hmm. to watch. I do want to do on that. all access CBS. I'm not paying for something that should be all access. <laughs> I'm already paying you. I'm already paying. God, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that's just to give you guys a heads up of what's in the future in store. Yeah. So it's not going to be Casper Van Dien anymore. I mean, like, it was fun to do Casper Van Dien movies because he has such weird ass yeah, movies. Yeah, he has so many different kinds. And we even, like, we're... All genres. We were even discussed, like, spreading it out within the Casper Van Dien family, like his daughter's right. movies and stuff. But it just... It just doesn't feel... It doesn't sit well with me. Like, if I found out someone was, like, a murderer, I wouldn't want to support their movies, you yeah. know? So, yeah. that's what we're doing. Yeah. I'm not saying... It's just a slight shift. Slight just, shift. Just, you know, no appearances by Casper Van Dien, that's all. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's accidental. Unless it's accidental. Like, if we watch Alita Battle Angel and he's in it for five seconds Ugh, or something like that. Alita we're not going to do Alita God, Battle Angel. God, that was Angel. terrible. I hated that movie. I hated that movie. <laughs> So that's what's going on. We'll let you know what's going on in terms of movies in the future. Mm-hmm. As far as this week's concerned, you know, stay safe and healthy because apparently things are getting bad out there. Again, as predicted <laughs> months everybody. ago. By everybody. <laughs> we were talking about today, like how it, the most obnoxious thing in the world is people were like, who knew? And it's like <laughs> all of us. Everybody knew. We all everybody knew. Everybody knew. And you refused to listen to us. And now you you come around and be like, huh, wow. <laughs> Who the fuck? It's like us. Us. The majority. And I still want to get that Skyrim face mask, please. Okay, we're going to get a Skyrim face mask. Yeah, it's All legendary, you... apparently. Okay. It has legendary stats. Oh, nice. I'm a total nerd. <laughs> a total nerd. Just not in Star Trek. Uh, any promotions, anything you want to promote? Keep following my critters. C- critters? I need to find a way to put them in space. Oh, that'd be nice. Right? Yeah. Critters in space? Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. So <laughs> With we're some gonna... deep philosophical quotes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, critters are doing well. Um, I would like to promote the video game Nino Cooney. Uh-huh. I've been playing Oh, and that. Animal Crossing. I... If you guys want to visit my island, give me a holler on our email. Give me a holler. And I'll invite you to my island. Oh, wow. Yeah, we can have a party. Yeah, that would be And watch, neat. like, Deep Space Nine together. Yeah, your little Animal Crossing person looks like you, too. Yeah, so. she does. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. And, um, yeah, uh, Nino Cooney's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to play it after you. I know. Yeah. Anyway. All uh, right. Piloting the pilots releases each Tuesday. We found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals on Twitter at Pilot Pilots or at our email address, pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Next week, we'll be watching Atlantis. No, I just haven't updated this. Uh, <laughs> this closing. <laughs> this closing. We're going to be watching Farscape, which you all know. Awesome. It's a Halmy production. You know how love we feel the about Halmies. Halmies. I love the Halmies. Oh, maybe we should we just should do, do Halmies. Maybe. Yes. Yes. I just thought of that, too, at the same time. We'll let you know what we're doing. It might Halmy, be Halmy movies. Oh, but yes. The, the problem with Halmy movies is they're like TV they're movies. They're like, like 10 s- hours long. 10th Kingdom is like nine hours long. Yeah. It's it would really be like a week long. long thing. That's a lot. It would be, have to be like a month long extravaganza of doing it in parts. Oh, like doing, doing it in part. the miniseries part. Ooh. Yeah. That's kind of fun, though. Yeah, that would I don't know. That. I don't know. We'll figure it out before yeah. we talk to you. Just know Casper Van Dien, he's out. Yeah, he's out. He's out. We don't he's like out. that. We don't like... I don't like the optics. I don't either. I don't either. I don't like it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't either. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, we love you. Yeah. Totes. Bye-bye. Totes love you. The totes bangable, guys. <laughs> you guys are seriously bangable. <laughs> You're a This coward. is our longest episode yet. Turn uh, this thing off. Bye.